Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Come back! Rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Morency. Rage all you want. at Sports Talk Radio, Sirius XM Channel 159. This is Sports Rage. We are live, live, live. Uh, happy Mother's Day. Uh, belated, whatever. It's, it's still technically, uh, well, it's still Mother's Day on the West Coast uh, right now. So happy Mother's Day. Uh, I miss you, Mom. Uh, may you rest in peace. But uh, you live on in the late night anger management class as uh, we think about you. And... Um, if you haven't called your mother, you should have. <laughs> you, you, know, you should have. All right, so thanks to Ian Cameron for joining us. I do disagree with him as far as the uh, the Boston Celtics and the Milwaukee Bucks. The only thing is the Bucks are minus three and a half right now. That's what they should have been the other day, right? Like people have misread this thing. Milwaukee are a better team than Boston. They just are. Like, like, they're the defending champions. Boston are good. Boston are like, you know, one of these NHL teams we were talking about. They haven't proven it. They haven't done it, right? They they, 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 they always fade. Milwaukee are the defending champs, and they don't get any respect. I think, listen, I, I like Milwaukee here. I think Milwaukee, they, you know, we talk about killer instinct and teams having a killer instinct or not. I think Milwaukee do uh, have that killer instinct. Obviously, they're NBA champions. They know what it takes to win a series. Boston sort of kind of does, but, you know, not fully. Like, to me, it's one of these deals where it's sort of like the UFC. Like, not always, you know, it's not a fight. So I'm not talking about who's going to win a brawl in the parking lot, but sort of who's going to win the brawl in the parking lot. When we're talking about Eastern Conference basketball, you know, it often does come down to, all right, man, we got to bring it. All right, let, let's you know we got to bring it, and 
I'll give, listen, Boston went on a run late, right? Milwaukee had like a 13, 14 point lead at one point in in the game on Saturday. I love the Bucks on Saturday. Where did I go wrong? I'll tell you where I went wrong. I went wrong betting a million dollars. Not quite, but I bet uh, I had like an in-game under uh, on the Toronto Maple Leaf game, and it just freaking exploded. I was like, God, it's not going over eight and a half. And I had this alternate play, and it, and it, it stupidly did. I hate late garbage goals. I hate late garbage goals. Uh, but nevertheless, so right now the Milwaukee Bucks are minus 174 to win the series. They're going to win the series. I told you this before the series started. It's just like last year. No, the Bucs, they're going to win. They're going to win. And I'll tell you what, the Bucs are going to win this series. They're going to win the next series, too, and they're going to go to the finals. The Bucs are the best team in the Eastern Conference, and they have the best player in Giannis. And even without Middleton, they find a way. But the point spread, so Milwaukee are minus 174 right now. And this is the one series where... Uh, this, this is the one series where the games actually are close. It's level three. This is Sports Ridge. I am Marantzi, the pencil players, the hustlers, the diamond cutters, and everybody else in between. Jason B. Takafin, a three-time champion. A-ball with the Toronto Blue Jays will step up and then join us. We'll talk about baseball. A lot of interesting topics. Um, you know, teams, games, trends, bats, futures. Uh, strikeouts, lack of home runs, and everything else in between. We'll talk baseball with Jason. Los Angeles Kings, a must-win game tonight. And Jonathan Quick was vintage. Jonathan Quick tonight, an epic performance by Jonathan Quick. Yet something I want to note, if you didn't see the highlight, and it really is amazing, the guy, you know, he's a warrior. We always talk about NHL players being on the next level. And Jonathan Quick is no different. So Jonathan Quick lost his glove, all right? He had his blocker, but he lost his glove hand. Um, so he lost his glove, and um, the play was going on. Now, if your mask comes off, they'll stop it, right? If your mask comes off, they'll stop it you know, at a favorable time. It's sort of a gray area. It's sort of like the, you know, the NBA when a player goes down, when they're going to blow the whistle or not. But if you lose your glove, it is what it is. And so Jonathan Quick loses his glove, and he makes a save with his shoulder. At that point, it happened so fast, the Oilers didn't realize he didn't have a glove because it just his glove fell off, sort of, and then, you know, it hit it, the puck hit him. And then they did realize. Then they did, right? And so the Oilers were like, get the puck behind the net, and they get it in front, and Drysaddle, they knew, man. They knew this guy doesn't have a glove, and they fired it, man. Like, you know, glove side high. And I don't know how it didn't go in, basically, but. You know, when it's meant to be, it's meant to be. It's like one of those nights, right, for, for, for Los Angeles and one of those nights for Edmonton on the other side of it. But Jonathan Quick tried to stop the puck with his bare hand. Now, this isn't catching a home run in the outfield, all right? This is like trying to catch. Imagine sitting right behind home plate and there's no netting and there's a steamer, like foul ball coming right at your head and you try to catch it. It's going to break your hand. That's exactly what would have happened. I, I guarantee you, man, the Los Angeles Kings bench all held their freaking breath when that happened and said, oh, my God, no. Right? Bro, I, you know what? I don't think he was thinking. I think it was just an instinctive, like, hey, he shot, and I did my hand, just like brain, like memory, right? Just, oh, you're, he's freaking lucky the puck didn't hit his hand, man. I got to tell you that, bro. His digits are still be on the ice. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. The Late Night Anger Management Class Sunday Bloody Sunday. This is Sports Rage. I am Marenzi. Let's talk baseball. Jason B. Takafin steps up into the three-time champion general manager. A ball with the Vancouver Canadians, affiliate of the Toronto Blue Jays. There's a lot of stuff to unpack. Uh, Jason might have worked uh, for the Jays, uh, but he's actually a Red Sox uh, fan. Red Sox are fading fast. Uh, the Mets are they're, they're the miracle Mets uh, right now. The biggest comeback in 25 years uh, for the New York Mets. The Mariners can't buy a win. One of the most exciting plays in all of sports is a walk-off home run with two out, especially when it's a pinch hitter. And that's what happened at Petco. Uh, the Rays are doing Rays things. Nobody's talking about the Angels winning all the time. There's a lot of stuff to unpack. Jason B. Takafin. Jason, it's always a pleasure, my man. Gabe, great to hear from you. What I will say is the Red Sox are not fading fast. They have faded fast. Season's I over. Do. They they are going to have to have a Herculean effort to get back into this thing. The Jays are really good. The Rays are really good. The Yankees are really good. And they're in last place. And they deserve it because they are not doing a lot of things right outside of pitching. Their hitting was, is not very good at all. I was looking at the Red Sox uh, numbers and the the isolation of where their struggles are coming from. And it's clearly the the bottom of the order. Like not, yeah. nobody's really, you know, a lot of guys had career years. Let's just be real. Last year, everybody thought the Red Sox were going to suck, Jason, and they didn't. And they surprised everybody, yeah. and now they do. You know, I hammered the under last year, and this is the year I thought the Red Sox were going to have last year, where it was rebuilding. You were kind of seeing what you have. Your Tanner Houks would show up. Your Whitlocks would show up. But, Gabe, let me read you off some numbers. The Red Sox are in the bottom five of total OPS, which is slugging plus on base percentage. They are last in baseball with stolen bases with four. And for context, Julio Rodriguez leads the league. He has 10. They are third to last in home runs. They are eighth in grounded into double plays, and they are 19th in total bases. I'm going to tell you the worst stat of all. They are third to last in at-bats 
uh, per home run, 60 to one. They are essentially hitting a home run once every about, I'm going to say 15, 16 innings. And for context, the Yankees are tops and they're 24 at bats for every one home run. That is substantially better. That is two and a half times better. They lead the league in doubles and sacrifice flies, which really means they are doing nothing right except for poking it off the monster and taking those doubles it is very poor baseball. It is very poor execution. And they're really wasting some great pitching. Everyone came into this year thinking the, the pitching is going to be a massive deterrent. Chris Sale wasn't. Chris Sale is injured. Didn't know what to expect from Hauk. Didn't know what to expect from Whitlock. And they're not doing very the, – the, the pitching is doing very well. It's the hitting that's not doing very well. And it's the seven, eight, and nine hitters, guys, to put in context – so uh, the Red Sox seven, eight, nine hitters this year are hitting a buck fifty-nine. That's their batting average. The Major League Baseball average is two twenty-one. The on-base percentage is two oh seven. The average on-base percentage for seven, eight, nine is two nine-two. Slugging percentage two two three. The average um, slugging percentage for the seven eight nine slot is three three five. OPS um, thirty-eight. Oh, the average is one hundred. I mean, the bottom of the order is just absolutely killing them right now. Yeah. And and, and, it's one and thing the bottom of the if the bottom of the order was really good defensively, and they weren't making a lot of money, but the top of the order was cooking, then you're okay. But Trevor Story, six years, 140 million dollar contract, move over to second base. He's been very good defensively. He can't hit a lick. He's really really struggling. Bo Bichette level struggling, and that's really where it's come down to is they don't have a lot of stuff at the top of the order to offset. The Jackie Bradley Jr.'s, the Christian Vasquez's, where you know you're not getting that much offensive input. They're there for their leadership, their experience, the culture, and their defense. Bobby Dahlbeck also has been a very poor everyday first baseman. A lot of people are saying he might not be an everyday guy, which is which is hurtful for him because people had high expectations for him. And we could say, well, it's still early right now. You know, there's a lot of racetrack left, and there is, but they have a 345 winning percentage. Like yeah, their their winning percentage is worse than the Baltimore Orioles. And yeah. it's not like, well, we play in the same division with the White Sox or or the Guardians or something like that, as you stated. Like it's gonna be a long summer. And they have contractual issues moving forward with players too. That's that's gonna rear its ugly head. What I can say is that if we expected the Red Sox this year to be last year, then they have to look at Xander Bogart. They have to look at what the future holds. He's probably going to make another all-star game. He is hitting the cover off the baseball. He's one of the only bright spots this year um, as a hitter. They have, they're really in transition because they have some young guys, Cassis as a first baseman, Jeter Downs. They have some people, they're rebuilt, they're rebuilding the farm system, but they also are built to win now. They re, they made game six, the ALCS uh, this past year. I personally would like to see them sell off a little bit, collect more prospects, uh, become a little bit more self-aware. Let the Blue Jays, Yankees, and Rays, who are three of the top five or six best teams in the game, let them fight it out and just live the fight another year. You look at this division, the New York Yankees have been a surprise. I, I didn't think they were going to be this good. And, you know, you, we talk about run differential. They have a solid run differential as well. So it's not like, you know, the Yankees are getting lucky or anything like that. Um, but I want to get into Tampa a little bit because Tampa is starting to do Tampa things right now. They're going on a run yet, and we shouldn't doubt them because they do this all the time. But yet, their schedule has been pretty favorable so far. Like when you look at the division, they haven't played many games in the division. Like the Yankees, you know what's crazy? The Yankees and the Blue Jays play each other again, bro, on Tuesday. Yeah. It never ends. They play each other again, but 
If I'm the Yankees and the Blue Jays, I don't mind this. Let's get it out of the way. You know what I mean? It's out of the way, and then after, oh, yeah, now we get to play the A's 18 times or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Now we get to play them eight games in a row. Not 19 times, not a division team, but you know what I'm saying. The 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 the, the Blue Jays and the Yankees have been going head-to-head a lot, and that's what's impressive about the Yankees. But I'm just saying with the Rays, I'm not ready to anoint them yet due to the fact that their schedule has been pretty favorable, i.e. soft so far. Yeah, you you hear it a lot in football uh, because of the schedule where iron sharpens iron. And you see in college football where teams play each other early, you know, like Tennessee and Florida, second week of the season, Miami and FSU used to play the first week of October, Texas, Oklahoma. Like, like you kind of see where you are, you test yourself. And I love these early season playoff-like atmospheres. We talked a bit about how when the Blue Jays went to Fenway Park a couple weeks ago, Charlie Montoya, the manager of the Blue Jays, told the media, he's like, "We are mad. I managed game one like it was a playoff game. We wanted to win this. I love the fact that you can test yourself against the elite teams. The Blue Jays, for example, just had 10 games. They split against the Astros and Yankees at home. It was incredible baseball. They just lost three out of four uh, to the Guardians in Cleveland. They had a rain delay. Uh, but you can really see where you are when you play against these top teams, not to mention you get the adrenaline flowing. You you see what it's like to have Anthony Rizzo's for you know, the, uh, the Yankees for a full year. Wander Franco's with the Rays for a full year. Uh, Jose Barrios is with the Blue Jays for a full year. Same, same thing with Matt Chapman. You really get to see where you are with the entire organization, with the teams that are there, with the core players. I personally love it. And as far as the Rays go, I've stopped doubting them. They have players up and down their lineup names that we know, like Randy Rose Reina is having an amazing year. Wander Franco, who's a top prospect in baseball before he signed that $182 million contract after only having, I think, 200 at-bats, but not even. Manuel Margot, Kevin Kiermaier, Josh Lau. They have incredible prospects, incredible players up and down their system. It really is amazing. Just year after year after year. Zero fan support, zero budget, and yet they find a way to to compete. Uh, you know, it's, and, and not just compete, but you know, and, as we say, you always figure, well, they can't, they can't. It's it's almost like they're like um, they're like you know, it's like Jason or Freddie or something like that. You know what I mean? Or Michael Myers. Yeah. Like no, 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 he can't be alive still after this. They shot him, they set him on fire, and we set the house on fire. Right. Yeah, but did you see the body? Well, no. Right. It's like one of those. It's right. Like, it's like no, 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 no. We 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 chopped his head off. He's dead. Trust us. He's dead. This time he's dead for real. And it's like no, they're not. But as I stated, as I stated, their schedule, you know, their schedule hasn't been that difficult yet. But I'm not. You you can't discount uh, these guys. All right. We'll take a quick break. I want to get to. Uh, there's a lot of stuff I want to get to uh, with Jason on the late night anger management class. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio... And producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. This is Sports Ranch. I am Ranch. We're throwing it down. Sirius XM Channel 159. I'm on here at 1090. ESPN Radio, the 50,000-watt juggernaut. Loudest station in the nation. Let's do this thing. We're talking baseball with Jason B. Takafin, uh, former GM. Uh, A-ball Vancouver Canadians won three championships. Got three rings. Uh, bringing it, doing this thing. All right, so a lot of stuff I want to get to here. And let's, let's go to San Diego right now because this is a team that in past years, the mainstream media had hyped up. The expectations were high. And I think the players felt it. We saw last year the the tension in, in 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 the dugout, tensions in the clubhouse, and I don't think it was personal dislike. I think it was just a team not used to dealing with pressure. But it's starting to come together for them right now. You know, they always have that pitching to hang their hat on. But Manny Machado was playing at an MVP level, and as I stated earlier, there's nothing more exciting than a two-out, three-run shot. You know, when 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 you're you're down by two, especially with two out, too. That's what was so amazing. Yeah. Alfaro hit it, Faro. He smoked it. They win the baseball game, and that's just fun to see for the fans that were for there that stayed for a comeback like that. And special moment, and they're playing very good baseball right now, man. They're they're knocking on the door. They're right there with the Dodgers. Yeah, I think them and the Mets, their biggest offseason acquisitions, have been their manager. We can talk about how great Manny Machado's been. To me, he is the hands-down MVP of the National League. He's leading the league in hits, runs, on-base percentage, OPS, OPS plus, and batting average. And that's without Fernando Tatis Jr. near him in the lineup. It cannot be overstated how impressive that is. He's plus 650 right now, just for the record. So throw it out there. Nolan Arenado is plus 650. Manny Machado is plus 650. Juan Soto is plus 650. Acuna is 10 to 1. Freddie Freeman, 12 to 1. Francisco Lindor, 15 to 1. Can I give you a name? Bring it. Jazz Chisholm Jr. I'm going to keep scrolling. I know you like you, li- you like the long shots. He is leading the league in triples. His numbers are identical at home on the road. The Marlins are a team on the rise. They themselves have great pitching and probably the presumptive NL Cy Young winner with Pablo Lopez. He is their leadoff hitter. He does everything for them. You're going to have to get him a part of the field. All right. Well, listen, just remember that name, Jazz. You're, such, you're such a sharp baseball sharp. You're going to have to call the book and ask them to give you a number. Listen, you give me the number, I'll make the I'll make the phone. We can do it on air in the third segment, no problem. <laughs> you know what? I really, really like what the podcast Manny Machado, you know, he has a lot of Evgeny Malkin vibes in that he plays his best when the other player on his team is not there. You know how like Malkin won the con Smythe in two thousand and eight or two thousand and nine and he plays really well. You're saying it's better when he's the alpha dog in the room. And he rises to the occasion. He takes the team on his back. And he doesn't like, and it's not because he doesn't like the other person. It's because he knows that it's time to win. 
and he knows what he has to do. This is a guy, by the way, who is one of the most heralded shortstops ever and then moved over for J.J. Hardy because Buck Showalter asked him to. I went to third base, won a few gold gloves, some of the nicest defense you'll see, and it's probably closer to the Hall of Fame than not. Third base is a very deep Hall of Fame uh, sort of uh, threshold, but he's closing in on it. Uh, he's probably, if he still continues to lead the league in hits, he's probably going to be closing in on 3,000 hits also by the time he hits his mid-30s. He's in San Diego for a long time. He's a leader on that team, and right now he's the NL MVP. It's interesting that you say that, that he moves positions because, of course, the perception of him was that he was somehow a me guy, right? Yeah. And I think there's – and listen, there's a difference between being a me guy and running hard to first base on every ground ball, right? Yeah, it didn't help him when he said he's not a Charlie Hustle guy in the AL, in the NLCS in 2018 when he was with your Dodgers. I knew what he meant. He's He had never been injured. His game isn't designed to go out. I mean, and he was saying, sound like what you said. He knows where to pick his spots to run into the wall. Exactly. It's not what you want to hear. And it's not, it doesn't play very well. We remember Brian Cashman and basically in New York, it was like, well, well, that just, you know, we just can't have a guy and all that type of stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, San Diego's pretty happy about that. And he is <laughs> last year. He was amazing. I understand the concept of what they're saying. It's actually very similar to Alex Rodriguez, where he's almost too skilled, and there is you can't, human beings can't relate to that. They can't relate to being impossibly built and then impossibly talented at something, and they know how to play, and they play very smoothly. But listen, speaking of Pittsburgh Penguins, Mario Lemieux never looked like he was skating that 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 fast, but he never said, I never have to skate that 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 fast, right? Manny Machado's the same way. He doesn't have to run into a wall, but he you don't just have to say it, right? You the put great ones make it easy. I heard that phrase the other day. We've heard a lot of, you know, sports cliches recently due to the playoffs and everything, but I heard a coach say that, that the truly great ones just make it look easy. Machado just flings his wrist and the ball gets the first base, right? Like it doesn't, it really doesn't. Juan Soto, Vlagro Jr., like their power, it's so easy. Tatis also. And you can't relate to that. It's hard to explain. They also don't know how to talk to civilians about that because they know how good you are naturally, and they can't relate to not playing hard every day, especially when they're the one buying tickets, buying the cable uh, packages. So, yes, he doesn't lend himself to being a everyday person, but at the same time, he hasn't gotten injured. He knows how to play. He moved positions, again, for J.J. Hardy, who's not very good, very good defensively, but because Buck Showalter asked him to and because it was better for the team. Jason B. Takafin kicking it with us. I am Gable Morency. So, uh, Jason, home runs are down right now. And personally, for me, I don't care. Yeah. And I'm tired of hearing about this stuff. And we live in an era right now where what seems like a harmless column by a baseball site turns into reality. Where after a month, wow, we better do something and change the rules because of. But yeah, let me just simplify something and ask you this. Why is this so difficult, bro, to play with the same damn baseballs? Like, why every every year, every year, there's a debate about the baseball. And now, while well, they dead in a bit of baseballs, not enough. You know, before it was too much. Now it's not enough. And we're hearing time and time again that balls are being smoked, but they're not leaving the stadium because they're, quote, unquote, they've been deadened. What's your take on this? Yeah, so personally, I also, let's say in quotation marks I'll use for people listening, I don't care. I do care because players' arbitrations 
are issued on those hard stats like home runs. You saw it last year in the one gamer between the Red Sox and Yankees where Stanton just crushed a ball. It looked like he was going 500 feet and they announced it was a home run, John Sterling. And it was, it went off the wall for a very long single. Hey, I was at that Dodger giant one, nothing game, man. I thought Lux put one out, bro. <laughs> Same thing. I mean, you saw it with Cody Bellinger also. Uh, I mean, look, Major League Baseball can do what they want with the actual baseballs. I, I personally think they are trying to suppress offensive numbers. I don't have any proof for that. So you're Otherwise, saying, so just this, wow, about, because as far as that, the less home runs means less money in arbitration. It's just right. sort of another little way. Now, they their claim, and they say, well, I don't really do much of the baseball, but they wanted more balls in play. But right. more balls in play that that's not going to make more balls in play automatically if balls that are supposed to be gone are actually dying at the warning track now. Right. So it's going to make more outs, so to speak. So it's going to actually quicken up the game uh, because it's going to be an out instead of a run. You know, I, I'm not a big believer that it it is the baseball. Like I don't, I, I actually think once it warms up, you know, you have teams that, you know, the Astros have not played a lot. So I thought the same thing. Now, for the record, and there's an article, and it's a great piece, actually, on CBSSports.com about this, that the study says it's because, you know, obviously, I said the same thing. Wow, it's still too early to judge this stuff, It's especially it's been colder weather and, and all this other. They said they're taking that into effect still. And in an experiment using 180 unused official baseballs to date back from 2013 to 2017, the committee also inspecting Rawlings uh, production plant in Costa Rica. The committee that found that baseballs were experiencing less drag in the air, which allowed them to travel further. But they couldn't pin down a reason for the change. Uh, and then, um, but every year is different. And then 2009 came, uh, 2019 happens, and there's a million home runs, right? So I don't know, dude. I, I'm just tired of the players. And everybody always talking about the equipment. It's that that classic line. A great tradesman doesn't blame his tools. Right. You, you hear what I'm saying? We keep hearing this all the time. Like, well, let's move the mound. Let's do this and that because we want more of this. How about you learn to hit? How about you learn to hit a damn double into the gap when your team needs to run, bro? I watched a game the other day. The Yankees are a great team, Jason. I watched a game against Baltimore last week. They couldn't score with a free runner on second base. They ended up losing at like 12. Like, that's yeah. not baseball. So, you know, is that the ball? No, that's you guys swinging for the fences. Yeah, despite – so I, I, I agree with you. I think if there is trickery with the baseball, I would think it is because they want to have the ball in play more, like you said, and also to encourage more running, more action, more of the quote-unquote baseball that goes along with it, moving guys over, stolen bases, hit and runs, all that fun stuff that people sort of like about baseball. I think that's and, dead. I think we need to accept it that it's a power sport now. Yeah, I think it's, you know what, I, they're making rules to make it come back. I think you're still going to have teams. What I love about baseball is that you can build stadiums that are very, that look different, have different dimensions. So a team like the Yankees, where their right field is literally shorter than a minor league baseball park and it's, and, and the defense, <laughs> then, then you should be able to build a home. Then an Anthony Rizzo or a Joey Gallo or a Stanton could just flick his wrist. And it is a home run. And you build your team accordingly. The Red Sox, look how many hitting champions they've had. Wade Boggs, Carney Lanford, Bill Miller, Manny Ramirez. Well, Baltimore it, moving their fence back 26 feet. Right. 
Well, they, I mean, Baltimore was just a launching pad, and it wasn't the Orioles doing the launching, by the way, last five years. They, <laughs> it was a bunch of road, all the road, all the all the fans in left field were on the road because they were in Boog's Barbecue in right field, and left field, it's all the Yankees, Red Sox. They, they all brought their gloves, catching yeah. home runs back there. <laughs> and, it's, and it's not from the Orioles. You know what? If we're having this conversation come the All-Star break where the home runs are really low, right. then I think it'll make a little bit more sense right now. I'm just not that concerned. I'm not surprised, though, and there was even a study, and we'll take a break, but I want to throw it at you because you were in uh, A-ball, in which strikeouts are at an all-time high in A-ball right now. 27% of batters are striking out at the A-ball level right now. Late-night anger match for class continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Late night anger, man. Spin class, the quickest 180 minutes in sports talk radio. We're going to talk really fast. There's a lot of stuff I want to get to. And man, time is flying by tonight. Talking baseball right now with Jason B. Takafin. Jason, a lot of stuff I want to get to, but uh, you you saw a ball firsthand, so you understand the dynamics of uh, everything. And there's some concern right now. For people tuning in, wondering, hey, Paul, what the hell do I care? What am I worried about a ball right now? Because these guys in a ball are going to be big leaguers in a couple of years. And what happens in the minors trickles up it's not the other way down everything is sort of an experiment and it trickles its way up not the other way around and 27 percent strikeout rate we you know as i to say we can talk about the balls all we want that was my whole point i don't care if we're playing with an f and super ball bro if you're yeah. striking out 27 percent of the time it doesn't matter what the ball weighs bro if you can't hit it yeah, I'm going to tell you why that, that is. And frankly, after the draft, it's probably going to even get larger. So a ball. So for context, let's, we have, let's talk about what happened to the minors. Traditionally, there were seven levels, sometimes even eight. And then they consolidated Major League Baseball, sort of took over Miami Baseball, and they consolidated down to four levels in North America. You can have, they're still Dominican League. You can have guys at your, at your complex in Arizona or Florida. So in those four leagues, two of them are A ball. One is low A ball, one is high A ball. 
in those two leagues, that is the biggest discrepancy between talent levels. You have players that are drafted very high, or maybe they're a little bit older, or they might need a rehab assignment, or they're trying to stretch out their arm, and they are playing against guys who are on either on the verge of getting cut, or they are very young. And there are guys have... that aren't ready that are playing right. against competition. It's too good for them already, right? That, it's too that, soon for them, right? That's exactly it. And one of the reasons why Major League Baseball had to consolidate minor league baseball, and I'll use my experience, is when we were with Toronto Blue Jays affiliate, they Blue Jays drafted Marcus Stroman in 2012. Marcus Stroman played for Duke University. He was not at a single-A short season level. He was with the Canadians for three weeks, and I don't even think anybody put the bat on the ball. He literally, <laughs> literally was like men against boys. Noah Syndergaard was a first-round draft pick or a high-round draft pick. He also came in, and he, he he barely fit into my car, by the way, when I fit when I picked up. Oh, he my, really is. I sat next to him at a Nick game. He's a big dude for real. And. He was throwing, and he he was working on a fourth pitch. And some of these guys at short season baseball are like taking classes because they know that their careers are over soon. So you see these, you see this massive discrepancy. Now, if this is still the case in the end of the summer at Double A or Triple A, then there's an issue. But I suspect that it is only it is predominantly at A ball level, and in in A ball, it is going to it might even be greater once the draft comes in. And some guys sort of go into the system and some guys who have just been drafted can come in and they start dominating a ball. Some organizations, some major organizations that put an emphasis on winning will want to, let's say, take a player who excelled at double A. And if their season is over, move them down to a ball so that they can play. In a, they can get at bats where there's a lot of pressure on them. There are big crowds. Uh, they, they can learn how to win. They can be in very desirable situations. And some teams don't focus on that. But if you use the same for a pitcher, that pitcher is going to come in and they're going to mow down some players also. Well, you know, I guess it's a good segue into uh, into Ben Joyce. Yeah. Uh, Tennessee volunteer relief pitcher, Ben Joyce. Um, so uh, this guy went viral earlier in the week. Through a hundred uh, over 105 miles an hour, and and there's a lot of debate with the Major League Baseball draft uh, coming up about where he should go, and and he'd be a good example in which how the hell is some dude that's a middling A ball player that's getting ready to get married and move on with his life going to hit some stud out of Tennessee that's thrown 106 miles an hour? Right. But as far as Ben Joyce is concerned, I know you looked into him a little bit. Had Tommy John surgery uh, before. But so this this kid he looks the part, guys. All right, big blonde dude, six foot five. You know, like I said, got got it up over 105 miles an hour. Um, yet there's some concerns about the way that they've used him. There's concerns about his arm moving forward. What's your take? Because they're saying, yeah, all this being stated, he's only a second or a third round draft pick. What's your take on all this? Yeah, he would probably be if if this was 15 years ago, he would probably be maybe eighth or ninth round draft pick because there's an emphasis right now on hammers, power arms out of the bullpen. Garrett Crochet went to Tennessee. He is the comp that they're going to use to compare Ben Joyce. He went to the White Sox. He was the youngest player in the majors in 2020. He is a stud out of the bullpen. 15, 20 years ago, you would never say, I want to draft a player who's only going to pitch. Uh, three times a week at two innings. You would never hear that, but this is the way the game is played right now. Then you throw in someone like Andrew Miller, who was drafted in 2006. You saw him dominate the postseason in 2016. So that's why Ben Joyce is at the second or third round pick. 
and I'm going to sort of switch sports for a second. Anytime you hear someone talk about how soccer has a really weird predatory system of like taking Michael Owen at nine years old and David Beckham at nine years old and putting them into a system. It's guys like Ben Joyce. It's guys like Kerry Wood that are the reason why a team wants to control everything, especially a pitcher does. Because one of the concerns that they have about Ben Joyce is that he plays for a big program, Tennessee. That manager isn't really interested in his development so much as he is interested in Tennessee winning baseball games. Because that's how that guy is paid, and that's how that guy is going to get his player drafted so he can then use that as a recruiting tool to get better players. And I'm going to tell you a story about Kerry Wood. Kerry Wood was drafted by the Cubs fourth overall out of Grand out of high school in Grand Prairie. He started both games of a doubleheader a few days after that. He threw 175 pitches. Urban legend has it. He actually threw close to 200. And you can hear the scouting director and an assistant general manager of the Cubs get into a shouting match with the manager from the stands because they were literally going to break his arm. Why? Because that manager wanted to win. And he had a bazooka arm like Kerry Wood, who, by the way, is a that's a Hall of Fame arm that Kerry Wood had, probably the nicest stuff this side of Pedro Martinez the last 25 years. And that is why when you look at when you look at a baseball team that says, we want to get a guy drafted and we want to get into the complex now, or we want to draft the guy in high school, we want it is because they want to monitor him because they know that not everyone has the player's best interest as its number one priority at all times. And by the way, this is nothing against Tennessee. Uh, manager or nothing against any other uh, college baseball coaches, coaching staffs. They are incredible college baseballs on the up and up. But if you are looking to draft a Ben Joyce, you have to do a massive sort of deep dive on his arm. He did have Tommy John. He does throw 105. How long is he going to throw 105 for? As long as he's thrown, he threw four shutout innings. That's the longest he's thrown is four innings. Yeah. So look, it's always so. so it's mean, a great point that you raised, though, and I've talked about it in the past, Jason. With say, with was sort of with college football, when people talk about, well, this quarterback, he's not accurate. This quarterback can't do this. I said, guys, I said, do you really think that the college coaching staff cares about his footwork at the time when yeah. they're dominating at the college level? Well, yeah. they're like, no, they can work on that when he gets to the NFL. I got to win football games. Same yeah. thing with NBA NBA players. A lot of NBA players, Jason, are better in the NBA than they were in college. Why? Because college is such a restrictive system, and Bill Self isn't there to make you look good to get drafted in the top five. He's Listen. there because he's making $12 million a year, and he's under pressure to win a game. So he's yeah. going to tell you, you stand there, and you do what I tell you to do, and you try to look good along the way doing it. But it's fascinating to set because baseball, you're actually – with pitchers and the way they throw, they only have so many – there's only so many pitches in those arms. So I can imagine that basically there's a lot of Major League Baseball scouts and executives that kind of cringe when they watch Tennessee games, right? Every time he throws a yeah. pitch, thinking, oh, boy, and oh, by boy, the, right? By the way, there are so many power pitchers that fizzle out. Uh, be, uh, they fizzle out in the minors because— Do you do you like him? Let me ask you personally. Is he some phenom, or is, is he just being talked about because he can consistently throw 99-103? I—, I I mean, look, it's everyone throws gas right now. And if you can have a guy like that come out of the bullpen and throw two innings four times a week, and if he can either be the bridge to your closer or eventually be the closer, ironically, like a Garrett Crochet is to Liam Hendricks with Kendall Graveman, then 
maybe. But you're talking a second or third round pick. Like he's not going to be throwing 105 in 15 years if he's a one in a million arm, literally like an Aroldis Chapman or literally like a Nolan Ryan. And, and who are you comparing someone to Nolan Ryan or Chapman to? Those are two first ballot Hall of Famers. You can't. It, it, it's like it's like comparing every little pitcher that has great stuff to Pedro Martinez or Tim Lincecum. Like you just can't. It's very easy to make that comparable. Scouts and fans love the comparison because they can see it, whether it's that X player, or again, I just mentioned Garrett Crochet three times because he went to Tennessee two years before, but you, you, you sometimes need to say, okay, is it realistic? This guy's going to be pitching in the majors in five, six, seven years and throwing 105. I don't know if you're wrong. It's a big wrong, but I personally would stay away from it. The second or third round, like that's a huge opportunity cost game, but that to me doesn't scream. I need to have this guy. Now, if he was a little bit older, and you can say, I can have this guy. He's going right to the majors. Don't, you know, don't click 200. Don't pass go. No, well, that's, this guy's not going to play in Burlington, Vermont, is he? No. Like, you're, you're basically, he's going right to AAA and then boom, right? Right. Now, to, but you don't use the draft for that. And eventually. You know, I see a quote here from, an, you know, the old unnamed, an unnamed MLB general manager says, I like the kid, but it's like taking a running back. He goes, you just can't take him that high. It's a great analogy. It's a great analogy, isn't it? Right, that's that's from an unnamed Major League Baseball general manager. Like the kid, but he's like a running back in the NFL. We can't justify taking him that high. Is that unnamed general manager also a New York Giants fan taking Saquon Barkley second overall? <laughs> For the record, it's the New York Post that had the story about right. it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it right. So it might be Cashman actually. Yeah, it's a good point. It is a New right. York Post story about him, right? So <laughs> <laughs> unnamed. Yeah, I. I I was, I was like once an unnamed. I was on once unnamed in a story, and I read it. I was like, "Dear God, anyone with half a brain is going to know this is me." <laughs> was there a couple swear words in it? Was it there? Like... <laughs> I realized it's true. I spoke too. You got to speak completely different. It's like I change your handwriting, <laughs> like uh, the forensics, right? Is that his handwriting? No, no. <laughs> and listen, so bad time. Time always flies by. We got about a minute here, but so um, last week they made the announcement, Major League Baseball. And and you and I want to see the sport thrive, and I think I think they're doing. This is the best All Star plan that they've ever had before. Yeah, they're going to Santa Monica. They've got concerts in downtown LA next to uh, next to the crypt. Um, they're gonna have a ton of celebrities. They're gonna have a red carpet uh, of of the players before the All Star game, uh, and then they're gonna go to the stadium. You have the home run derby, so it's it's an all week event, including. And that's why I brought up Ben Joyce, including the Major League Baseball draft should be an epic weekend in Los Angeles at Chavez Ravine. Yeah, they're only going to build up the draft even more as they kind of get their head around it. And there's less rounds and you can promote the players more. And there's a little bit more buildup in the dead of the setting, betting, betting, betting. Let's get some betting going on this stuff. And then there's betting uh, when you can take, you know, you saw how much betting and all the props that happened during the NFL draft that have happened during Major League Baseball. I'm telling you, Jason, now. There's more college betting available than there ever has been, bro. Like sure. it used to be sort of, you know, for the, you know, the the conference tournaments and then this and that. You know, now it's nightly. Like you look yeah. at any sports book, you look at the the live in games, bro, you'll see NCAA baseball. That stuff helps. Then we know the players. Already right now, people how many people right now after they're gonna look up this Ben Joyce guy? And yeah. then they're gonna see features on him because we know who the, the football players are, we know who the basketball players are, but we got to get out of here, Jason. Man, I can't believe it, man. We could talk hours 
Uh, and there's a million things we didn't even get to. It's always a pleasure. Where can people find you online? At Jason B. Tackerman. Gabe, so good to hear from you. Thanks so much for having me. The late night anger match for Cross continues. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Oh, yeah. Quickest under 80 minutes. In Sports Talk Radio. We don't just say that. It really is fast. As I stated, try to watch some crap-ass movie for three hours. You won't last. You last in this radio show. In fact, our numbers usually go up as the show goes on. People think, oh, it's late at night and stuff, but it's the West Coast, people. Right? People on the East Coast think like the world revolves around them. They think, God, oh, no, so why, why does the game start so late? It's 9.30. It's 6.30. All right? It's 6.30 for 150 million people. So shut up. All right, crazy weekend. We didn't even get to everything I wanted to. We were guest heavy uh, tonight, but I want to thank all of my guests for joining me. Um, crazy UFC. Uh, Matthias, I got to tell you, Michael Chandler, that kick, that picture of poor, poor uh, Tony Ferguson's face in which it's like it's like a cartoon character. It really is. It's like one of those cartoon character uh, type of uh, pictures. And then Charles Olivier, we'll get to the UFC tomorrow. There's, there's a lot. There'll be a lot of stuff to break down. Who do the fighters fight uh, next and stuff. But Olivier, man. I tell you what, Gaethje, is a badass. Uh, we'll get, we'll, we'll talk UFC with Matthias tomorrow. But my only disappointment with him, and I hope he's not listening right now because he'd murder me, but is for somebody to said I'm willing to die in the octagon, you tapped out. <laughs> I was like, you know what? I lost money on you, but you better not tap here. You said you're willing to die. <laughs> I, I would have tapped, <laughs> but I didn't say I was willing to die. <laughs> Late night anger management class. Other night you're on your own. Later. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. 
Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.